I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I'll be talking to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by an outstanding woman, WFF European Bikini Pro Champion in 2018, fourth in the World Fitness Federation Pro Championships 2019, and the first Maltese to compete in a university pro lineup and to be placed fifth in the world. This woman is also motivating with a cheeky sense of humor that she brings to her warehouse fitness classes. And to add to all of that, Despite her seemingly innocent smile, I can speak from experience when I say that she is an absolute real witch when it comes to completing an impossible number of core crunches. I am, of course, talking to Leanne Bartolo. Leanne, we're going to be talking about a wide range of topics today, including body image, sustainable workout regimes, the effects of COVID on people being active, and so, so much more. But first up, Leanne Bartolo, how are you? Hello. Hello. How are you, beautiful lady? First of all, thank you for that amazing intro. <laughs> did I do, did I get that right? Yes, perfectly right. Excellent. <laughs> thank you. Um, um, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm looking forward to go back to normality now. I'm looking forward to uh, start kicking your ass. My behind. <laughs> You're going to be kicking my behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I can't I can't wait, but I've been using the free the extra free time wisely. Um, I'm trying to catch up uh, with my accounts, with my admin work, I'm planning uh, some future, and I'm working on some future projects. So we never waste time. You. Well, listen, we're going to be talking just a second about uh, how you've adapted to the COVID season because you just mentioned that. But before we do that, just to outline exactly who you are, because we talked about the WFF European Bikini Pro Championships and we mentioned Warehouse. But I also know that you do an awful lot more than that. So what do you do? So <laughs> I do a lot. Um, I do voluntary work. Uh, I used to teach in a private school for eight years. Uh, then I stopped um, um, on sabbatical, I'm still on sabbatical leave um, okay. because I the intention was to focus on my competitions and to start my masters. Hang on a second, okay. There's a whole load of information there as well. What did you teach? Um, level four, sci um, all subjects, but I was coordinating science. Um, I used to love it. I miss teaching. Uh, it keeps me young. It keeps me cheeky. It it makes me. It keeps me silly. Level uh, four of the small level kids. four. That explains my behavior. <laughs> okay. Well, it does if you understand level four. Now I'm understanding level four is quite small kids. I was meant to teach secondary, but I always felt comfortable um, um, teaching younger kids. Okay, well, so we've got that. We've got your your masters. What are you studying for a masters? <laughs> Sports and neuropsychology. Okay, so that's kind of natural lead into what you do outside of that. Let's touch on the voluntary first. What else do you do? So voluntary, at the moment, I'm, I'm, it's a bit on hold, but I've been uh, doing voluntary at uh, Mount Carmel, uh, then shifted to voluntary um, uh, with kids uh, who have uh, muscle um, dystrophy. I, I do quite a, a lot. Um, I, I do a number of free fitness classes to collect money um, uh, for different causes. So I, I get people approaching me. Lee, can we do a class 
to collect money for this cause. Listen, I'm going abroad uh, to do voluntary. Can we? Can you kindly give me an hour of your time to do a free class? You know, I do a lot of that as well. Okay. Um, we've helped to build uh, schools in Ethiopia as well through Kilimanjaro. And then after that, uh, we kept on helping in, in behind the scenes. No, I'm a, I, I love volunteer work. It gives you so much back. Plus, I do a lot of it indirectly. Um, not everyone is comfortable to pay for, uh, for classes, so I'm happy to support without anyone else knowing. Um, I'm happy to meet up someone who really needs to um, be listened to, you know, um, without charging anything. And obviously, whenever it's something uh, that needs more attention, I, I guide them. Listen, there, there are professionals out there ready to listen and to... Um, I do a lot of that, and then I'm always there to help. <laughs> I, I, it's, I make it a point that uh, that remains a big part of my life. So on top of all of that, people would probably know you more likely... Uh, with your association with these WFF competitions and also uh, through Warehouse, which is your warehouse. My second house, my <laughs> fitness. In fact, people who come to Warehouse, they, they are my, my fitness family. Okay, so, um, and these are the classes that you do and the training that you do. Yes, in the, yes, yes. That's okay. only one side of Leanne, um, but it's a big chunk of my life now. Um, I spend quite a few hours of my day at Warehouse um, doing PT, cleaning the place up, uh, planning for workouts, doing the actual workouts. Um, it's, it's quite a full-time job, um, but I love it. I, I just love it. And on top of that, and we'll come to it in a moment after we talked about COVID, you also have been in, in these international and un, uh, wide world competitions, which yep. is incredible. Before we get there, uh, you've just mentioned fitness, you've just mentioned warehouse, you've mentioned uh, these classes. How have you been affected by, because you also talked about getting back to uh, a normality. normality. How have you been affected by COVID? I've been affected quite a lot. Uh, in the beginning, so during the first lockdown, um, I was very proactive. That's Leanne. Um, I love to remain behind the scenes and I do a lot of work that I don't get credit for for and I don't even want to because I believe that when you do voluntary if you really do voluntary from the heart if you really want to help someone from the heart you don't look for credit you know um, but I had to be quick and I said all right how am I going to keep my community going that was my first um, thought and uh, I came up with the idea of starting online free classes this was during the first one I was the first one to start because we weren't even officially closed um, it was the second uh, week of May, March, sorry. And I started these online live workouts. It was something completely out of my comfort zone. I hate speaking in front of a camera. I hate not knowing who's watching. In fact, there were, I, I got to know that there were people who used to literally join to make fun of. But it's fine. The intention was right. I know that I was helping a lot of people. At, there, there were times when we were around 400 online throughout the workout. And it wasn't just local. Uh, sorry, how many? 400. And for me, that was amazing, considering the few uh, thousands of followers that I have. You know, um, I'm not super present uh, on social media and I don't have as many followers. But it was amazing. I And I was receiving such amazing feedback. Um, uh, 
locals living abroad, stuck abroad, uh, people from Australia, people from Canada, people from everywhere, Italy, uh, joining from Gozo. Um, it was it was amazing. I had people telling me, Lee, this is the only hour where I feel close to home. Maybe it's my matap girl accent. <laughs> Maybe it's my, you know, because when you when you get used to doing something on a daily basis, it becomes not second nature, but I, you start sharing um, prasper. You start <laughs> you start being you. You stop you stop thinking about what people might think, uh, and and uh, you start being more you and honest in your approach. And uh, I think uh, we managed to <laughs> build quite a sweet online community. I used to even receive some gifts from from abroad. Yes, How it was lovely. sweet, lovely letters. Um, and honestly, I didn't do it for for any of that. Um, but my, this was the first lockdown. So in this the was first the first lockdown, one. you built this huge online community. So then, let me ask you, what happened when we eased out of lockdown? At uh, as soon as we were told that we could reopen, I was a bit not not scared, um, but I was I felt lost because I had found a new routine. I was comfortable with it. It was fun, you know, because it was something different. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, I had to readjust again. Plus, I was getting a lot of messages from people. Listen, please make it a point that uh, these sessions don't st- we can't you know stop working out online i had people telling me listen i haven't trained in five years because i'm too shy to go to a fitness studio or to the gym this was really comfortable to to be able to train at home and uh, so as soon as we could open i decided to shift to zoom because and then when you have your own classes going on it's hard to do the online uh, the live online and have having isn't people behind so what I did I I, um, kept some classes online but I I was having some people with me as well at work so a hybrid so like online and people with exactly so I had a bit of both um like that I could limit the number of people at warehouse as well especially in the beginning um and uh, I could still cater for the ones at home um and it kept on, this online community kept on going quite strong until we had to shift once again to all online. Um, now, second time round, all right, I was prepared. I wasn't scared. I know I, I've been there. You know, when, you, when you've been there, um, you kind of know what's coming. But at the same time, I wasn't as motivated personally um, as I was the first time uh, because you start... You work hard all throughout summer and winter, hoping to get back on your feet. And then all of a sudden, when you're about to, you're back to square one. So that was a bit demotivating for me. Um, I think psychologically, perhaps we're all feeling the the lethargy of, you know, we've been here before. Yes. And it's tough, especially when you're in a role of always motivating others, clients, and even at times not, not... clients random follower I wouldn't say random because you become friends with such people but I receive a lot of messages of people just wanting to be listened to and you know you have to obviously you reply and that you you give your own suggestions and uh, Leanne what can I do I'm really struggling I'm not motivated so I really try my best to be there and to be present but at times it takes a toll on you and your energy and your positivity so it has been tough because of various reasons 
um, business wise again super proud of my online community I, I came up with this uh, lockdown league came up with this point system and I am making the community do random things like uh, build your own kite and fly your own kite what Yes, you get 20 bonus points for building your own kite. And then if you actually manage to fly it, you get another 20 points. So it's fun. You know, it feels like going back to primary school. Um, There's a common theme there, I see. Yes, yes. Um, uh, So that has been fun. But again, putting that aside, Leanne, Leanne, the personal side of Leanne has been struggling a bit. Um, it seems that sports uh, has been categorized as non-essential because we're still closed. Looking at how sports shops have been inundated with requests for trainers and hiking boots and yes. and bicycles have been sold out and waiting lists for five months, I happen to know because I tried to get a bike last year. It would seem that the good thing that came out of this COVID period that is that people are becoming more active. And that this regarded as non-essential is now becoming essential. Have you seen that? Have you seen that as a sportswoman? And have you seen that through your classes with Warehouse? I've seen this just from where I live. I I live in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden, during lockdown, um, Matap Gargur area has been packed with people walking, trekking, cycling, which is amazing. Um, So, yes, all in all, something positive did come out of this lockdown and yes at times one negative maybe negative action leads to a more positive uh, result in the sense people are becoming more aware of the importance of sport and mental, mental well-being and the importance of moving and and uh, interaction and being outside being being outdoors and not spending as much time in front of the screen um, I think, yes, I think that we are becoming more aware of, of the importance of is it? Are we not going to be devil's advocate for a second? Are we becoming more aware? Or is it a case of we haven't got anything else to do? Because we can't go to restaurants. We can't go to bars. We can't go to clubs. We can't travel. So is it not just a case of, well, we've got nothing else to do. So let's go for a hike or a cycle. Because I'm concerned that this amazing lesson that's been learned over COVID in regard to being more active will be lost. And it might, unfortunately, it might. I mean, it is making us aware of the importance of it now. But as it had happened during the other lockdown, um, unfortunately, the importance seems to have faded away slowly, slowly as things went back to normal, as people started traveling, as people went back to the crazy working routine. Um, Yes, but that's always the case. And there wasn't much to do. People weren't traveling. Uh, People couldn't socialize as much. So yes, um, walking, running, cycling was the thing to do. Home workouts were the thing to do. that will obviously slow down once things are back to normal. But I think it's, it, it was a good eye-opener for the majority. Whoever is not into fitness won't, won't be, you know, won't be illuminated <laughs> by, by a lockdown. Um, I'm sure that quite a few um, got motivated or found the courage to start training just because things were available online. And perhaps they, they always 
um, doubted themselves or perhaps they thought that they are too big to join the gym or too uh, too slow to this, to that. You know, at times we are our own uh, main limitation. While we're staying on this theme, I had a conversation with Tez in this podcast uh, just recently. And she talked about only ever having been happy with her body image at the time around her wedding. But that to maintain that figure and fitness for her was unsustainable. So you saw a massive take up of people that started getting interested in fitness. But how does the everyday Joe measure what's right for them and what is sustainable, particularly as we ease out of COVID? Is, what is the realistic dream that you can aspire to? Because we can't all be Leanne Bartolo. No, and we can't all be Trudy or we can't all be Tez. And we have to just be happy and okay with it. We're all different. We have to start loving ourselves as we are and now. We, we can't wait to love ourselves when... Um, I, I can't wait to love myself more when, I'm, when I lose the extra kilos that I put on during the second lockdown. You know, I have to love myself always. And I have to learn to strike a balance. Um, we have to stop comparing ourselves to what we see on social media. I try to make it a point. It's true, I am the European uh, pro champion, yes. But I am always very real and very honest to my followers. And I tell them, listen, I don't always look like that. You know, lockdown was hard on me as well. I too put on weight. And I mean, I kept up my training, with, I kept on doing my classes, but I was eating more than I was burning. You know, it's only common sense. What does it mean? Do I, does it mean that I stop loving myself? I stop, you know, feeling positive about myself? We all go through uh, phases. Um, what is important is that we strike a balance because very often we want quick fixes. We want things, we want results now in Maltese they do issa 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 you know anti ilbirah yesterday <laughs> you know that's that's that is what leads us to um, irrational decisions unrealistic goals and then eventually disappointment so what I always tell my my and I understand Tez when she says this happens to a lot of couples and they had couples coming to me to train before a wedding and I used to try and encourage them listen guys there's no need to train four times a week Train three times a week and try to keep it, make it sustainable, keep it up after the wedding, you know, just because you're getting married doesn't mean that it's the end of it, you know. So it's all about finding what works well for you and what works well for Trudy might not work well for Leanne, you know. My diet might not work on Trudy or on someone because we are unique. And unfortunately, and I agree um, with uh, what Tazara um, had to say about um, body image and how social media tends to and I agree because I post a photo of myself how I look on a daily basis and you know me very well I don't even bother putting makeup I'm very real as a person I feel that I'm very real um, I put a, a photo of myself not wearing makeup in my element you know and I get a hundred likes then I put a, a photo of myself perhaps with my abs showing or in a bikini or on stage and I get uh, 1,200 likes. That on its own makes you, it puts pressure on you and makes you understand what people want to see as well. So but that's why 
we have challenges with body issues because those posts where somebody is standing there looking incredible can be inspiring because you think to yourself, hey, listen, you know, Leanne can do that. And Leanne's so a lovely, lovely girl from Malta. Um, you know, maybe I can achieve something similar. And that's why I'm asking you about how achievable is the dream? Because the dream to have your physique when you've taken those photographs of you in your championships, I know, I've interviewed you before, takes hours and hours and hours and hours of dedication. And what you said just a minute ago uh, just is about, you know, how much time you can put into this, how dedicated you're going to be to this and finding the balance between what you want and what you can achieve just because you have that those realities the, the reality of life no in fact um everyone can achieve if 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 the random person goes on a restricted diet because that is what i have to follow when prep um, when prepping for a competition um everyone would see results if you do it for 12 consecutive weeks and you train specifically and religiously and and you stick to your you know training twice a day and eating your two, three liters of water, and you follow a strict routine. Yes, everyone sees. But how sustainable is that? And this comes to your question. I mean, is it sustainable? I do it because I have a goal. My competition is the goal. Going back to normality, and in fact, it happens to me as well. I end up binging after. So I, I tell my own clients, and this is from where the strong challenge idea came from. Because I've been there. I did a number of competitions and at times back to back and that was really hard even on my body and on my hormones. Um, I wanted to present people the right tools uh, to kickstart their healthy lifestyle because in reality all we need is a balance, a balanced healthy lifestyle. How? Um, eating the right food. First of all, understand more about food because you'd be surprised at how people have lack information about food. Information like what? Like what? Um, if you had to look at your plate, would you know what it is composed of? Would you would you be able to tell me, look, this is protein. This is we need this for this. This is carbs. We need this to get our energy, and we get our energy from it. Uh, then we have some fiber. W- would you be able to understand what you're eating? Many don't. Um, uh, so you start by giving more knowledge, and obviously real and good knowledge because you can find anything on the internet nowadays Um, then you start giving the right knowledge about training and a different type of training and if you can only uh, dedicate two hours of training a week you adapt your training to your availability as well to try and uh, target the full body in those during those two sessions you always work around your availability your uh, your level of fitness as well because if let's say um my mom joins an advanced class. She's going to be very put off. And she might get an injury, you know, she might get... So you have to always um, understand where you're starting from, where you want to get to, and fall in love with the process of getting there. I want to go full circle, and I want to go right back to the very beginning mm-hmm. of this story. We've talked about where you ended up and where you are now. But how did you get in to fitness and competitions in the first place? Because this must come naturally to you in some respects. Yes, I was always a tomboy. <laughs> I still am. Um, I would 
race against boys and place first <laughs> uh, during primary years. I was always very, very, very energetic, very. Um, I used to win prizes in gymnastics at school um, and, and running. Those were my, my two areas. Now, living in Matap, it was a bit hard for my mom to drive me around and to take me for extra lessons. So I used to just stick to my school lessons. And that kind of limited a few things as I grew up. Um, and my teachers used to always encourage me, Leanne, you should take extra lessons. You are so talented. Look, sport was always the area where I managed to shine. Anything else, um, an A student during secondary years, um, but it wasn't important to me. It was, uh, sport was the highlight for me. Um, then as soon as I could be independent enough, <laughs> I, I started taking extra lessons. So when I turned, I think around, when I turned 16, I used to at times walk it all the way from Matap to, to Mosta to go Good for extra great. lessons. Yes, at times I used to cycle it. Um, uh, and then most probably just because I had to wait so long to be able to have it, then I really meant it. I really worked hard uh, once I could finally do it. I gave it my all. And there was no going back. So yes, sport was always my thing. I would race barefoot in fields after school. My sister would go uh, in our room and start her homework and I would run out <laughs> barefoot, go to my uncle, race, climb up trees. I was really, really hyper. Um, so we've got a Leanne who is talented and, and inclined to sports. But then how does that take you into the championships that you've been taking part in? I mean, that, that's a very different discipline. In fact, it is. And I would have never imagined myself doing uh, or competing in such competitions. What had happened uh, was that during this, my secondary years, um, so during primary years, I was always comfortable, confident, because I used to have my sisters around me. Uh, then during secondary years, I was the only one not to go, not to attend the same school. So I had no friends, and it was uh, the very first experience for me to not be around family or siblings or, or close friends. Um, um, so I went from one extreme to, another, to the other. I was still very good at school, um, at, at uh, both school and, and sport, so I used to win prizes. But socially, I, I, I became very socially awkward. I was very shy. Um, I was never the cool kid myself. I, I would, uh, you know, be um, sitting down on the floor reading a book. So that was, you know, quite uh, <laughs> the, not the cool thing to do. And at some point, I, I had gone to a psychologist. Um, this was still when I was quite young, I think at around the age of 18. <clears throat> and um, she had encouraged me to do something daring. And way back, I mean, she, she, she had suggested, she, she had given me homework to do. She had told me to, as in, think about something daring. What would be something daring for Leanne? And I, what all I could think of was a photo shoot. Uh, because I had never done a shoot in my life, so I said maybe I can do a photo shoot, a sport, a sport one. But I never got to do it. So after opening Warehouse, it was in the same year, I think, um, I decided to uh, train for, to train, you know, to restrict my chocolate intake because I'm a ch chocolate, um, to do this uh, shoot. From this shoot, um, I was challenged to compete, not knowing what the competition exactly involved. I said, yes, okay. And when was this? 
This was November 2017. Okay, so this is the year before you then went ahead and won in yes. 2018. I won nationally here. That I did my first competition and I won straight away and I wasn't expecting it, honestly, because I wasn't the most muscular out of everyone, but I think they see the whole package. Um, and something was sure when, I'm, when Leanne is shy, Leanne smiles a lot. <laughs> that must have helped me a little bit. And from, as in the night, I don't know. Then it was a snowball effect. I mean, listen, because we've mentioned this being shy. You've mentioned it a good number of times, and there's something I need, it's just bugging me. I need to, to ask you about this. You're very down to earth. You, 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 you've talked about being shy. You're naturally very beautiful. Now, these competitions that you've entered and either won or been placed in require you to adopt pretty heavy makeup, yes. enhance your turn, and wear some very fabric efficient <laughs> bikinis. Let's use it that scantily clad. Yes. And you're doing this on stage, on an yes. international stage. How, how does that work? Because I'm sitting here looking at you and, and you're not wearing makeup and you're, you are very down to earth and shy. But then if somebody looks at you at a photograph in one of these competitions, it's incredibly difficult to reconcile between those two sides of Leanne. Honestly, a part of me thinks of it as a gymnastics routine. So I have it in my head, you know, just like when we used to do gymnastics, we used to learn routines and that's it. That's your routine. And the more you practice it, the better you are going to perform it, obviously. So in my head, that's how I justify the, all the walking and the ugly posing. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at times, yes, I do see some photos and I say, oh, how do I do that? But at the same time, what I love about it is to understand what discipline can lead you to. Um, then on, when it comes to wearing the uh, fabric-efficient uh, attire, <laughs> um, to me, as soon as they apply a number of layers of that fake tan, in my head, it's, it feels like I'm wearing a costume. <laughs> it's true. And I don't feel a that I'm... A number of layers? Yes, a number of layers. I'm, I'm caked with, with the fake <laughs> The, everyone, all the athletes are because of the the stage light and, and all. Um, otherwise, definition doesn't come. And obviously, I'm in in my category. I am a, I compete in the soft category, the the natural category. So, if you don't have that, no muscle will show. With with the extra layers of tan, you have a tiny hint of muscle showing. Um, so perhaps, and also because everyone else is on the same level, and most probably because I don't know anyone. Because I tend to be very shy, especially when I know people. You know, I, I don't know how to explain it. No, you're playing a part. In my head, yes. Um, because I had my own siblings telling me, no, this is not you. My own dad, as if this is not you. And I tell oh, it's me, but, you know, it's me on stage. I'm still the same. In fact, if you see me behind the scenes, all the other girls would be... Um, flaunting it and I'm there in my flip-flops until a minute before going on stage uh, counting my M&Ms uh, to see how many left for after you know the, the Leanne remains Leanne um, and I don't change and the pity is that I had people judging me and saying there's the small t saying keep speech out Leanne because I was competing just because I was competing in such competitions and no I mean I think that people should never judge or say kiss Take it the other way, you know, try to understand why that person decided to go out of their comfort, 
you know, for me, that was such a big day to that's Leanne out of her comfort zone. So one last question for you. And in one sentence, what can you say to inspire others? I, what I can say is that it's never too late to start and there's never the right time to start. So just plan it, see what you can afford time-wise and start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Start and then you will learn about yourself, about what works for you, what doesn't work for you as you go along. Love the process. When you love the process, everything else becomes easy. One sentence. One, sorry. <laughs> Leanne Bartolome, you're amazing. Listen, thank, thank you so you. much for sharing your thoughts, for sharing your passions, but also being very, very honest with us uh, today. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you, True, for having me. Wishing you all the very, very best and uh, looking forward to you giving me a hard time over my stomach crunches. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs>